Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I don't know about you, but nearly every time I click into Instagram, and I'm on Instagram an awful lot, um, I constantly see ads and various different advertisements, links to the online fashion website Sheen. And I would say it's certainly become, well, much more frequent or common that I've noticed them in, in recent weeks and months. But the Chinese online retailer, They've set up headquarters in Dublin. This is for, um, I think it's the North Africa, yeah, it's the Middle East Africa region, along with uh, the European headquarters as well. Going to be based out of the capital here, creating about 30 new jobs. We're asking though, should we be encouraging fast fashion companies in Ireland? And Fianna Fáil MEP Barry Andrews is with us on the line today, because Barry, you actually don't think we should be welcoming this business. Well, I have serious concerns, Andrea, um, Fast fashion is contributing a lot to environmental degradation. Uh, that is just a fact. If we continue at the current rate, uh, fast fashion will contribute 25% to our overall carbon budgets by 2050. And that's a really alarming figure. And this company, Sheehan, ranks one of the lowest on the planet in terms of its transparency and sustainability. And various accusations have been made about this company. So my question really for the government is what due diligence was carried out before Ireland's reputation was shared with this company and its uh, commercial prospects in the future? So I think it's a reasonable question to ask, but uh, unfortunately, she and rank in the very lowest percentile uh, for these indications and particularly human rights abuses. And I think consumers want to be able to carry out retail in an informed way. And unfortunately, we just don't know enough about this company. Why is it just you, Barry, that feels like this? Because I, I'm reading um, a press release that's on the, the Retail Bulletin website from the Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Simon Coveney, at the official opening ceremony, saying that he warmly welcomes the announcement that Sheen has launched their EMEA headquarters in Dublin. Well, I'm not the only one. Um, I, I've been the rapporteur on a file in the European Parliament uh, around uh, it, uh, sustainability in textiles, um, and also uh, about 20 U.S. congressmen and women have written a letter expressing their deep concern about the allegation that Xi'an sources cotton from the Uyghur uh, area, the Xinjiang Autonomous Region in China, and therefore the allegation indicates that forced labor might even be in a supply chain. So it's certainly not just me, but my question really for the government is, uh, to what extent was the, were these details x-rayed by the government before the decision was taken to add a sort of a ministerial luster to the opening? Of, I mean, I really welcome new jobs in Ireland. I, I really welcome foreign direct investment. We rely on it so much in, in this company, not just for revenues and jobs, but we have to be careful that we don't allow our reputation to be tarnished. So that's what the question Okay. How do we square the circle though, Barry, of like in the cost of living situation that we're, we're dealing with at the moment? Um, like, look, there's, it's not just Sheen. Plenty of other online um, retail providers out there where, where people can source and, and buy cheaper options. Like, is the, is the introduction of the comp of, well, competition, is, is that not a good thing? Yeah, it is for the cost of living. There's no question or doubt about that. But I just still think consumers, particularly younger people, they want to know that the person who made that crop top or that skirt and a pair of jeans is older than them. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And there are various really useful measures and indices that people can look at online. For example, the Fashion Transparency Index. Now, Primark rate okay on that, for example. H&M rate very good on that, including North Face, 
Benetton. Um, vans do reasonably well. But Sheehan ranked in the 0 to 5% uh, in terms of achieving transparency and sustainability. So it is a company that's very problematic. Uh, the Sheehan app was the most downloaded app in the US last year, surpassing Amazon for the first time. So the stakes are extremely high. And it's not about uh, not purchasing clothes. It's about making informed choice. And that's where I'm trying to get. Stylist uh, Marietta Dorn is with us too, Barry, um, on the line. Like, do you think consumers, like we, um, Marietta, do you think we actually care about that, about who's making the clothes? Yes, we do care. And I know that I care. And a lot of my fashion contemporaries are the same, Andrea. And I totally agree with what Barry is saying there. I'm not a customer of Sheen, but I do, however, appreciate that a global brand is opening their headquarters in Dublin and creating jobs. But at the same time, they really need to look at how they're responsible towards their sustainability. They're not there at all. And Primark are pretty okay. H&M, as Barry is saying, are good as well. And I, as a customer, I love my clothes. I love a bargain. But I now look and see how do they rate as, resp- as regards responsible, you know, to the environment and to the planet. I noticed that my daughter, she's 22 years of age, yes. she was a really big customer of theirs. We had deliveries every, you know, most weeks. Really, right, But yeah. I noticed now that she's moved to charity shops, and I love that. So she's investing her money in clothes that have been worn before. Is this so, is it not a concern though, uh, Marietta, for a lot of the online retailers? Though is this not like the wh- wh- where they rank on the um, on the index? Like is is that actually a concern for them, or do they care? Well, I don't know if it should be a concern for them, and they should care. And I know as a customer, I care more now than ever. And I noticed recently, I actually bought a pair of jeans. They weren't only gorgeous; they were very trendy jeans. But I loved the facts that they were made from denim that had been worn before. So I will go back to that brand. And I love their whole philosophy of feel good, look good, but do good. Mm. So that's going to be my philosophy going forward. Okay. Um, Sustainability advocate and founder of Uzi, Pat Kane, is with us as well. Like, Pat, you heard Barry there um, on Sheen and the, the opening of the headquarters in Dublin. Do you think we should be encouraging a fast fashion retailer to open their head office here? Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Mm. Um, I completely agree with Barry and Maria. Like the, the whole situation with Sheen, it leaves mostly online. You know, it lures its prey, I guess, on fast-paced social media websites like TikTok and Instagram. And personally, you know, I can understand with the cost of living crisis, you know, things are so expensive. People have to find ways to dress themselves. But there are ways. I think what we're lacking here is the education around that side of things, right? That secondhand is okay. That swapping with friend is a, friends is okay. And I think, you know, as we said, jobs are good. We're never going to turn jobs down. That's really important. But a company that is making, I suppose, you know, its money from irresponsible overconsumption and overproduction of goods, you know, we need to have a think, a very hard think and, and, and evaluate. Do we want this? You know, is this what we want? What about the small brands? We have fantastic Irish brands doing good, you know, great products that will last. They are made in small batches with leftover fabric, surplus fabric. 
you know, how about pushing those guys and helping them to make their products more mainstream? You know, I am a huge advocate for small businesses. And, and I, it hurts me to see us celebrating a brand that is clearly damaging, you know, I suppose, society in a way that, you know, they're stimulating and telling us and our young, you know, young ones that it's okay to buy more and to have one outfit for each picture on your TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is, completely unsustainable fast fashion model, you know, and so that, it really hurt me. Not to mention that, again, as both of the previous, you know, guests mentioned, it's a brand that has been accused of working with suppliers that violate labor laws, you know, and failing to make necessary disclosures about factory conditions and labor conditions. You know, how come, how are we celebrating this and having ministers applauding this? I find appalling, if I may say that. Um, Marietta, the, the point that you made, and I know Barry mentioned it too, what was the name of the index? People asking about this on, on, on WhatsApp, the name of the index where you can see where different um, retailers rank in terms of their, you know, efforts around sustainability. Well, actually, do you know what? I went into their the brand, into their website, and then I was looking. I've been just reviewing this since I was invited on the show, and I couldn't believe that Shein was ranked so low. It was it was appalling, actually. And I'm glad to say I'm not a customer, but I would like to say that it is great when a global brand does come to Ireland and open up their headquarters. It shows that they believe in Ireland and believe in Dublin. But at the same time, they need to be seen to make concerted efforts to be more responsible. And they've got a long way to go. I mean, have they really even started? The, what, what was the, Barry, you had the name of that index, yep. just for people yep. asking about it. There's two indexes that are worth looking at. One is called Good For You, and the mm-hmm. other one is called the Fashion Transparency Index. And they give really important information and it helps people to make good choices. Who's behind it? Is it a, is it a, is it a, um, these are regulatory NGOs. No, they're not okay. uh, institutional regulators or anything. But the good news, Andre, is that, uh, in next, in a couple of weeks, the European Parliament will be voting on a new law. And it's a bit jargon heavy, but I'll just mention what it's called. It's the Corporate Sustainability Due Diligence in Directive. And that will require large companies to prove that their supply chains don't cause human rights abuses or environmental damage. Now, up to now, companies are doing this on a voluntary basis. But once this law comes into effect, it'll be mandatory for large companies to be able to show that they're not contributing to human okay. rights or environment. It'll be interesting to see what happens in that. So then in the coming weeks, uh, Marietta, just a point from some of the listeners, like this texter says, my daughter shops a lot from Sheen because she can afford to. High street stores have gone so expensive. People are so quick to judge those shopping from these retailers. Not everybody can afford to shop elsewhere. Another texter says, I think it's very easy to give out about fast fashion, but as a mum of four, I can't afford to shop um, for more sustainable clothing. Like like that, it's, it is a Absolutely. fair point. I to- yeah, I totally get that. You know, and as a mother myself, I totally understand, you know, the price of clothes and dressing children, you know, but maybe do what my daughter has done. She went from getting deliveries nearly every week from Shein to now barely buying from them. She's now going shopping in charity shops. So you're investing in clothes that have already been worn 
and you're investing in the charity as well. Mm. So there's a double whammy okay. there. You know? Well, just on the point of the charity shops, Paul Hughes, actually, who's um, uh, the spokesperson for the Charity Shop Association, is with us on the line. Paul, have you noticed more footfall through the doors? Absolutely, Andrea. We've we've seen a significant increase in footfall and in income for um, through charity shops. Um, and it certainly isn't selling fast fashion. Um, one of the things about fast fashion that um, we see is that garments that have been worn, they don't hold their shape, um, they don't last. And in fact, there were stories about people going on their holidays to places like Spain and taking a, a case of fast fashion with them and leaving it behind them. Um, so it's, it's, it's not something that's a real benefit to charity shops. Mm. Do you have rules around that, Paul? Are there, like, in terms think, of you don't accept fast fashion or is it just that it doesn't I, tend to come through the door? No, we, we, we do accept it, but it, it tends to be um, unsaleable, a lot of it. Um, you know, when it's new, it may be something that we can sell. Um, and we try to make the most of anything that we get um, because our, our you know, the, the charities that are operating charity shops their, their first um, and most important duty is to make sure that they make as much money as possible from what they sell. At the same time, it's a commercial venture, so they have to offer it at a, a very competitive rate. But um, fast fashion doesn't tend to be something that you will see a lot of at all in charity shops because it just doesn't last. It doesn't hold its shape. A listener here has got in touch to say most people don't care about the plight of fast fashion workers. They only care about getting their hands on cheap, cool stuff. The suffering of the workers and the environment doesn't register because it's not happening in front of their eyes. People simply don't need so much stuff. I bet uh, Sheen's best customers have already got so much in their houses they could even fit in everything into wardrobes. Um, another listener, I think part of the issue is that we buy too many clothes for ourselves and our children. I wear my clothes to destruction and only replace what's no longer wearable. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.